In today's episode of Comments Over Coffee, we're talking about how to get started on YouTube without social media. So if you don't have any social media to tap into and you are just starting scratch with zero everything, we're going to talk about how to get started on YouTube. So grab your cup tumbler mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you will learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time here, I want to let you know that the comments that we talk about here on the show are brought to you from my comment section on my YouTube channel or from the form on the commentsovercoffee.com website. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, make sure that you leave it in the form over there. And as long as I haven't answered it here on the show before, I will put it in the queue and you can do that over at commentsovercoffee.com. And I also want to let you know that if you are a content creator and you want to know the best things to use for content creation and the business around creating content and all the other different things that you can do, head over to bestcreatortools.com. It's a list that I personally put together, the things that I use and the things that I recommend. And it's all the good stuff, not the stuff that sucks. So you can find that at bestcreatortools.com. Okay, so the comment today comes from Macy Jade. Macy says, if I do not have access to other social media platforms to advertise my YouTube channel, such as Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, can I still have a chance of getting monetized and getting more views? How can I help my channel grow without other social media platforms to depend on? Macy, that is a fantastic question. I'm glad you asked. Thank you for submitting it through the form on the commentsovercoffee.com website. Um, I appreciate it and I appreciate you listening to the show. So if you are just getting started on YouTube, there are discovery systems that you have to learn to tap into on platform if you don't have anything external that you can use to drive traffic into YouTube. And the discovery systems of YouTube, if you're not familiar with what that language means, is basically you have the homepage that you can tap into, which is your browse features, which is basically the homepage and the subscriber feed. But if you don't have any subscribers yet, then you can't really tap into the subscriber feed yet. So you have the homepage, you have the suggested um, videos, which both of those are part of YouTube's recommendations. And then you also have the search features on YouTube as well. Now, as a new content creator, the easiest way to get your foot in the door is by targeting search traffic. And the reason that's that's much easier is because as long as you do the research first and you make videos about things that people are looking for, you give yourself the opportunity for people to run into your content through search results. And I know that not all content types support search, but if you get creative, a lot of them do or most of them do. But even if your content does not typically support tapping into search, because I know as a content creator, you know, we all we're creators, right? We, we do this stuff because we want that creative outlet and we don't want to think about, you know, great. Now I got to think of how to optimize titles and I got to figure out how to write descriptions in a certain way. And I got to figure out how to do all this stuff. Like we don't want to think of things that way, but if you are wanting to, get the ball rolling and speed things up on your growth on YouTube. One of the ways that you can do that is through tapping into YouTube search. Now, like I was saying, if your content doesn't necessarily support it, part of content strategy on YouTube is basically saying, okay, these videos here that I put out, let's say that you put out four videos over the course of the month. Let's break it down this way. Let's say that you put out four videos over the course of the month. You can say, okay, well, two of my videos are going to be just passion videos to where I'm going to rate um, titles that would make sense for the people that I'm trying to target in order to grab their attention elsewhere on the platform. 
And two of the other videos are going to be things that are directly made for the purpose of tapping into search traffic so that I can start getting those initial dribbles of traffic coming in. So what you do in that situation with content strategies is is you make some content for one purpose, you make other content for another purpose. Now, of course, you can break that ratio up any way you want. You can make all four for search if you want. You can make one for search and then you can do the other Three, as an example, as, you know, your passion stuff that you're that you're really, you know, wanting to make sure that you make, you can break that up any way that you want. But if you're just getting started and you're trying to get that ball rolling, learning how to rank your videos in search is going to be a fantastic way for you to get your foot in the door. But here's the thing that is really important to make sure that you take away from this. A lot of content creators, and I'll see this on Facebook, I'll see it on Reddit, um, I'll see it in my YouTube comments, I'll see it in the comments of other channels like mine, and basically, people will spend this time writing their titles and writing their descriptions and optimizing for search, and what I mean by that, in case you're not familiar with that lingo, is basically when you're writing your title, you want to look for a search phrase in YouTube. And when you're looking for a search phrase, all you do is simply go to the YouTube search bar and you start typing in the topic that your video is about. And when you start typing that in, you're going to get all of these suggestions on the ways that people are looking for that topic that you're talking about. So what you do is you take one of those phrases that are relevant to your video. You actually do this before you even make your video to to make it even better. But you take that phrase and you make your video about that. And then you put it in your title, that phrase. You can also add some excitement to that title if you want, but you want to make sure that phrase is in there. And you also add that phrase to your description as well. And if you want to, you can also add it to your tags. And the goal when you are trying to make a video for search is you want to make sure that you are, when you're first getting started, you want to make sure that you are going for search terms that are getting enough search volume in order to make it worth it, but they're not getting a ton of, or, but you don't have a ton of competition or strong competition for those specific terms. Now you can go really far out and you can try to rank for things that hardly anybody's looking for. But if you do it that way, the benefit that you're going to get on the back end isn't going to be that great. So you have to at least try to compete for terms that are getting at least some search traffic for the sake of being able to tap into search because if you're making a piece of content and hardly anybody's looking for it, then you might as well not even make that piece of content if you're targeting search. Whereas if you're targeting search with something that people are actively looking for, then it's at least worth it to try to make that attempt to try to show up in search results. But you just have to make sure that you're not going for something that's too competitive because you don't want to also not have the opportunity because everybody that's showing up for that search result is like their videos perform so well and they're so optimized and all that stuff, right? So you have to take that into consideration. And there's a tool called TubeBuddy. Um, If you watch my videos, you see me talking about TubeBuddy all the time, especially if you're in my live streams. But um, if you're not familiar with TubeBuddy, it can actually help you identify the right phrases to go for based on your channel and based on the competition, the search volume and things like that. They actually have like a keyword score that they give you, which is really cool. But I'll put a link to that in the description or you can just find it on bestcreatortools.com. But um, basically what you want to do as a new content creator is you want to try to tap into search as much as possible. But one thing that you have to keep in mind is that even if you optimize your title and your description and your videos about a certain topic, it's also important to make sure that your thumbnail is, it's effective in terms of people click on it. And you're not going to know this until you publish. And you also have to make sure that your videos are something that people enjoy watching. Now, they don't have to watch the entire video. They don't have to watch half of the video even. 
depending on the terms that you're going for, they just have to basically click on and watch and interact with your videos more than the other people that are in those search results. Because if they do that and people start responding to your videos more in those search results, then those are quickly going to climb up in the ranks and search. And then you can start depending on those for a very long period of time for search traffic. Now, that's the way that you actually get into um, YouTube search and that's the way that you actually start getting some initial traction on your YouTube channel. Now, we could have an entire episode on ranking videos in search. We could have probably an entire month's worth of episodes on ranking videos in search and all the different things that you can do. But I have videos about that. There's tons of videos, and I encourage you to watch those. So we're going to start talking about more things that you can do for discovery if you're just getting started. Now, in addition to that, um, you also have, and on the addition side of, of, of search, you also have other things that you can do like collaborations, for example. Now, one thing that I do want to say before we go into collaborations, because this just jumped to the, into the forefront of my brain here, is I also do want to let you know that when you're getting started, search is a, a fantastic way to get in. And search traffic is just a great way to, to grow your channel anyway. However, I also want you to understand that search traffic is not the most traffic on YouTube. So the most traffic on YouTube comes from the homepage and it comes from the suggested, um, basically just the things that YouTube recommends to people because they think it'll watch it. That's where like the real gold is on YouTube, but search traffic, you can also build extremely strong channels that grow really fast off of search traffic as well. But if you have like an entertainment channel or something like that, then what you want to do is you also want to look at trying to really go hard on trying to show up on homepages and things like that. But you're also going to need some information, some data on your channel so that YouTube can know who to show your content to. So because of that, let's get into collaboration. So another thing that you can do if you're just getting started, and I know this is something that not a lot of people are not comfortable with, but it is one of the things that you can do is collaboration. So when it comes to collaborations, you can use things like the Collab Space app as an example where you can basically find people that are around you or find people uh, randomly online that you can collaborate with. You can also find people in subreddits and Facebook groups and things like that to where you can make videos together and you can share each other's audiences. Or if they don't have an audience and you don't have an audience or they have a small audience and you're just trying to get going, then you can kind of start working together and slowly come up together. Now, if you have, you know, 10 views on your video, there's not going to be a lot of people that are going to want to collaborate with you probably out of the gate. And I'm just, you know, calling it like it is. However, if you have somebody else that's only getting 10 views on their video, they might be open to it. So that's just something to consider, not something you would lean on hard until you start getting a tiny bit of traction. Then you can start leaning on collaborations more to accelerate things. But when you're first getting started, that is something to consider, especially if you have specific channels that make videos on the similar things that you are making videos about. If you have other channels like that, that you know that you can reach out to, or you can attempt to reach out to, to collaborate in some way, but just be mindful when you are reaching out to people that collaborations typically also come with an expectation of, you know, a little bit of experience. So an experienced creator is going to be a little bit more difficult to collaborate with than somebody else that's just getting started. So when you're first trying to get the ball rolling, try to stay within your size so to speak, or maybe not even your size, but your level of experience. Let's do it that way. Now, another thing that you can do as well, if you are not able to rank your videos in search yet, and you are not wanting to collaborate yet, or you just don't know who to reach out to or the process, which I have videos about this on my channel, you can watch. But another thing that you can do is you can also start trying to get activity happening on social media. And how you do that 
is let's say you hop on Twitter and you start interacting with other people that follow them and start having conversations with just having, you know, like little, you know, little discussions or, you know, hopping into tweets and saying additional things with other people that make content on the type of things that you make content about as well. And by doing this, what you're going to do is you're going to start popping up in a lot of these conversations and people are going to start seeing you on a regular basis. And some of those people, it's not going to be massive. It's not going to be in mass. You're not going to blow up overnight because of this. But some of those people are going to triple trickle over. They'll check out your Twitter profile. So you want to make sure that you have all of that, you know, in line, you have your header in there. You have a link to your YouTube channel in your uh, profile. And some of those people will click on your YouTube channel and they'll go and they'll check out your channel. And if you're making good content, then they might subscribe and become an active viewer in your community. So there's that as well. Um, Of course, you also have things like paid advertising and that sort of thing. But when you're putting all of this stuff together and you're trying to target search or you're trying to collaborate or you are trying to grab traffic from Reddit or from Twitter or one of these places, even if you don't have a following, you have to really make sure that the content that you're putting out is also good content. And by good content, I mean that people are clicking on your thumbnails and titles, they're going and they're watching your video for an extended period of time. And the reason this is important is because if those things aren't happening, if they're not clicking and watching, then your video isn't going to survive on YouTube for a long period of time. It's not gonna survive in those search results. If they start showing it on homepages, if people aren't responding to it, then they're not gonna stay on homepages very long. If they start trying to suggest it next to videos and nobody's clicking on it, then they're quickly going to demote those videos and they're not gonna show them to people. So because of that, you have to spend the time learning how to make thumbnails, learning how to keep people watching your videos and things like that. That's why it's typically a lengthy process when people are first getting started on YouTube. And that's why it appears that momentum really starts picking up because when you're first getting started, you're going through the process of learning how to keep people watching your stuff, learning how to make thumbnails that are effective for the people that YouTube is serving your content to, learning how to get people hooked when your video first opens, grabbing their attention and keeping them watching for a longer period of time. So because of that, it, it seems like it's a, it's a longer process, but those are skills that you have to develop in order to stay in those spots, in order to make people want to collaborate with you, in order to make people, or in order to, to, to have your videos maintain those search results and get suggested and show up on home pages and that sort of thing. But another thing that you can do when you're trying to get that ball rolling, even if you don't have a following, is you can also lean into websites like Facebook and, and Reddit, even if you don't have that following. So on Instagram, not so much, unless you're making IGTV content, then you can make some IGTV content that's for IGTV, but then you mention your YouTube channel as well. Again, because they're on Instagram, it's gonna be a hard transfer to get them over to your YouTube channel, or a hard sell, I should say, but there will be some people that trickle over to get those initial views coming in. When it comes to Reddit, depending on the type of content that you're making, there's really good chance that regardless of the type of content that you're making, that there is a subreddit that you can promote your content in. And I don't mean go there and spam them, but what I mean is if somebody has a question about something or they're talking about a specific topic um, to where you can start getting known over time as that person that makes YouTube content on that specific topic, and then you post your videos when people ask for you know information on that specific thing or even YouTube videos on, on that specific topic that you happen to um, cover. So those are some things that can help you get started. And again, you know, it's, it's a, it can be a lengthy process and um, it can be frustrating at times because if you don't have those skills built up yet to where people are responding to your content yet, 
then it can take a little bit to get that ball rolling as you develop those skills. But as long as you are being, um, I don't know if the right word is really self-aware. I don't know if that's what I'm looking for, but hopefully that expresses the idea. But as long as you are self-aware enough to look at your own content and say, you know what? I can make this better. This isn't good enough yet. And my thumbnails, you know what? It looks okay, but I think I can do better and people aren't really responding to it yet. Let me try to figure this out. And I am going to take the time to figure out how to write better titles and that sort of thing. Like as long as you're self-aware enough to go through those processes, then you'll be fine. For everybody listening to this, you'll be fine if you just keep going through those processes and keep getting better and better and objectively look at what it is that you're putting out, you'll be fine. But without question, that initial part of getting those initial views it can be challenging and, you know, it it might take you a week to get a video to 50 views or to 100 views. But over time, what will happen is you'll start noticing, hey, when I start interacting with people over on Twitter, then I start getting, you know, a decent flow of people coming over to my YouTube channel. Maybe I had two subscribers today because I was talking a lot in my space and interacting with a lot of tweets that were happening around my space. Or maybe the same exact thing happens on your Reddit account where, you know, you're being active on Reddit and you're sharing videos from time to time. People are seeing them in your post history or they're just coming directly over from Reddit. And because of that, you're picking up subscribers here and there coming through that direction as well. Same thing with Facebook, you know, just being active in the communities around the topics that you're talking about can be really, really advantageous to slowly over time getting people to your YouTube channel. But at the end of the day, the real big wins are going to happen on YouTube itself. And the way that that happens is through you targeting their discovery systems that we talked about earlier, browse, suggested, and search traffic. Learning how to tap into those is is where you're going to get the biggest yields, right? Because I can tell you this, that the amount of people that are gonna come over to your YouTube channel from a 100 follower Twitter account versus the amount of people that will come over to your channel from YouTube saying, hey, this is a good performing piece of content. People are clicking on it and watching it for a long period of time. Let's show this to more people. The difference is going to be staggering. So yes, using those external outlets to bring people on when you can is something that you should do if you're just getting started because you need to learn how to do that anyway. But learning how to tap into YouTube by learning over time to make content that the audience that you're trying to reach responds to, making titles, that people respond to and thumbnails that people respond to, that is going to bring you the biggest results over anything else that you can possibly do outside of possibly sharing like a trending topic on Reddit or something like that, because those can bring a lot of juice also. But in terms of consistently, you know, learning how to use YouTube and by use YouTube, I mean, make content that people respond to. In most cases, for most creators, for most types of content, that's going to be the best route for you. I would love to know your thoughts about the show. So if you haven't yet, please go and leave a written review. And the reason for that is because one that helps other people know, hey, is this a good podcast that I should listen to and things like that? It'd really do me a solid. So if you're learning anything at all from these podcasts, please just take a second, head over and leave a written review on your podcast platform of choice. And to learn more about YouTube and online video, make sure that you remember to subscribe. I hope you learned something today and thank you for having a coffee with me. Get show notes, resources, and more over at commentsovercoffee.com or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode.